Welcome to another episode of Where in the Fold. Wow. We have got <laughs> the whole crew together today. We've got Jeremy, Tully, me, and Sexy Cecil. Yes, sir. How, so, Jeremy, it's good that you finally got over that gastrointestinal infection. We're glad to have you back. Well, the, the doctors were saying that I should be back to 100% soon. Um, as you can see, I'm supporting some new hair. Um, the, the doctors did successfully remove my head from my ass. Um, but all that <laughs> suction caused some hair loss. I was going to ask if maybe they had to, you know, shave your anus for all those. <laughs> I don't know if you uh, have been caught up on the episodes, but Reed broke his uh, dick not too long ago by doing that clacking. <laughs> he clacking got carried away. Have you ever heard of that? I've been trying it recently. Click clacking? It's no. um. It's, dick, dick clacking. It's you huge. Clack it. It's huge in the Middle East. What you do is when you get a boner to suppress it, you just pull, grab the bottom, and you pull the top until it makes a click sound, and it suppresses the boner. But if you overextend, you break it. Yeah, I had to bandage my boner, bandage <laughs> my dick for you know I don't know three weeks. Yeah, no. it was three weeks. Yeah, no. at least. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, you missed a lot. <laughs> Tragic. Not Suitable for children. <laughs> Tragic clacking incident. Tragic clacking accident. And this is why we moved the bitch here, folks. <laughs> Where in the folk are we talking about today, fellas? Georgia. Georgia. Lake Lanier. Lake <laughs> of Death. Anyway, Lake, Lake Lanier, officially known as Lake Sydney Lanier, is a reservoir in the northern portion of the fine state of Georgia. And it encompasses 38,000 acres, which is 59 square miles of water, 692 miles of shoreline. When the lake was built by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers for flooding control and water supplies, it destroyed more than 50,000 acres of farmland, displaced 250 families, 15 businesses, relocated 20 cemeteries, drowned the whole town. On brand. On brand. Historical landmarks and even the racetrack named Looper Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lake Lanier used to be home to wonderful wildlife, as far as the eye could see, and they was also the play this place. Now it's rumored that not everybody was uh, bought out, and some people were just forced to leave. That is called eminent domain. Yeah, that is. Look it up in the Constitution. Eminent domain. Eminent domain the government can take your shit if they see that it's in the greater good for the nation if you were scuba diving in this lake at the bottom you would find whole towns now i i would love to do that wouldn't you yeah they did you see some of the what what dave uh actually we have a lake here close cedar creek lake yeah up in lincoln county uh it's not a whole town but it was like a farmstead and the uh the barns and the house and a couple outbuildings are still underwater. You can actually, if you got a good enough depth finder, uh, you can actually see the outlines of them. Dude, that'd be cool. And there's railroad track that goes right under the goes under the lake. You can actually see it's so cool up there. The place where the railroad track went across where the lake was, there's just it's it's plain as day because there's a line of trees right across the middle of the lake where the trees were on both sides of the railroad tracks. So aren't some places like this, it's more of a seasonal thing where they're fully submerged and other times they're not? Like it almost preserves them when they're underwater somehow? 
Yeah. That's one thing. Whenever uh, Georgia went through a drought, they said that they had they had forgot about Looper Speedway, but when it went through that drought, it emerged from the depths to where you could see it again and look pre-preserved. You know, this is off topic for a second, but Laurel Lake in London is is very similar. Like there's graveyards and stuff yeah. down there. Yep. Um, and there's also you know, a, a number of graveyards in Lake Lanier, as you mentioned. And, you know, one of the things when we were researching it that came up was that tons of, you know, they like they knew that there were unmarked graves there and they just didn't excavate them or whatever because nobody would claim the body. Like, nobody knew. So, do you think that these bodies that get left in the bottom of these lakes that they won't be able to be raptured because of all the water pressure what no, no. <laughs> no. well i mean he he, fl he floats on water how's he going to go under and get them exactly he could just part it that's, that's moses that's moses <laughs> so, so jesus can't do something that moses did well, they different superpowers. Everybody's got their own area of expertise. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I guess he could get the staff. I don't know. I think the Nazis ended up with that staff, though, didn't they? No, that was the Spear of Destiny. Oh, that was the Spear of Destiny. Who ended up with the staff? Oh, <laughs> oh and for those of you who kind of give you a context, Lake Lanier is about 60 miles from Atlanta. That's pretty close. Yeah, it is. And they actually, um, Lake Lanier or the town or somebody sued the shit out of Atlanta for stealing water from them, didn't they, or something? I don't know about that. Yeah, something like that. I read a little something. I read a little something. So is, <laughs> is the whole reason that most of the structures are able to stay intact because it's not necessarily a... Uh, like a flowing body of water it's just sort of stagnant right and when they when they dam lakes like that when they built them it's not like they fill up right away basically it's just you know they the water as it filled up was doing it you know you know feed at a time slowly covering up yeah. filling the reservoir so a gangster crawl it probably you know it just preserves the the buildings and stuff the wood becomes i guess almost fossilized that should be in the description this week we talk about the gangster crawl of lake lanier <laughs> into existence but anyway this lake it's surrounded in mystery um every everything from strange phenomena to lot to weird weird creatures which we unfortunately were very were unable to find a lot of information about and a I think, large. I know we talked about this a little bit before, but I think a lot of these disappearances, like even though it is not that far south, it does still have alligators. Well, goddamn, and, totally jumping the gun. <laughs> I'm not jumping the gun. I'm just saying I think a lot of these disappearances are a result of somebody getting snatched up by a gator like you almost did. That's true. So... It's also known for a large number of unexplained deaths and disappearances, like totally just <laughs> I couldn't I, I couldn't find any 
any information? Is it the most dangerous lake in the U.S.? See, no. that's the thing. You with this, with there being thousands and thousands of lakes, man-made lakes, what sets this one apart of being considered distinct? Well, I've got a theory on the boating aspect of it that we'll get into a little bit later. But no, one of the most dangerous lakes, as far as death-wise, is Lake Michigan. Oh yeah, that would make sense. So. How is danger quantified in in a lake? Just uh, death? Drownings and deaths, yeah. Okay. The thing what? about this one is that all the deaths, most of the deaths and the happenings are just strange how they occur. Well, yeah. I, I, uh, I've seen videos of people just filming the banks of this lake. And sometimes you'll see like what looks to be a corpse in the water. And it, an army corpse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the army corpse in the water. <laughs> and if you think about it, how many, you know, which I don't know if you you haven't given the exact number yet, but if you think about how many people are died or are died, have died, you know, you, you're likely to see bones and stuff in the water sometimes. True. Now, there's a lot of speculation, and even with all these things that's occurred and stuff around here, the tragedies in this area didn't really start when the lake was built. The first thing that I found that kind of gives me indication of what's going on here was it was basically, the, it has a Trail of Tears connection. And now, Forsyth County, Georgia, where the lake sits, was originally part of the Cherokee Nation until the 1830s. That's when the U.S. government forced the indigenous community out of the area making the county one of the southeastern most origins of the trail of tears <laughs> but that's not even the strange that's not even one of the worst things that happened did you read anything about the 1912 racial conflict yeah yep that was crazy now <laughs> i know you put in the notes that it, they were what were they called the something riders they were called the Night Riders. Yeah, and I think they were just uh, <laughs> a, a gang in the clan. Yeah, exactly. That's what they were. It's like we won't, we don't want to go by just the clan. Yeah. We want to have our own like uh, Sons of Anarchy. Let's be the. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. But that, that's that happened in 1912 because after the Trail of Tears incident, African Americans started moving into this area. And it all came to a head in 1912 when there was a white woman beat to death and raped. The accusers originally sought out four African-American people. Um, and one of them, I forget his name. I think it was uh, Robert, Big Rob Edwards. Now, before they really had any evidence, they, they went into his home and drug him through the streets and then hung him from a telephone, like a telephone pole or whatever, light pole. The two boys ended up... The two boys ended up uh, meant to it, and um, they were hanged 21 days later. Then after all this happened, the night Riders that Reed was mentioning basically ran everybody out of town. They terrorized them. All the yeah. minority community out yeah. of town. So that was one thing that happened before the lake was built. Packed history of terrible things. Tragic events in this area. And the, the Trail of Tears is like one of the most tragic events that's ever occurred in the Americas, I would imagine. Because that basically wiped out a race of people. 
Well, yeah, everybody always says the the bloodiest battle was the Civil War, but I would argue that the extermination of indigenous people was probably just as bad, if not worse. For sure. This is not the level of um, Uncle Dave's crazy conspiracy, but I'm, I'm trying to inject some sort of conspiracy into this. You know how um, different phobias and things are genetically passed down and sorry, my camera is shaking, but um, there are just certain innate things that you might be afraid of or have bad feelings towards. Do you think there's any possibility that where all these bad things are happening that they somehow could have uh, manifested in like the, the local fauna, things of that nature, and it's just sort of kept that that badness in, in the area? The bad juju? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, if uh, things absorb energy, and if there's negative energy, it gets absorbed by everything. Hey, you have to think there's a whole a whole city down there under the lake, just emanating bad juju, like just in, that energy that was put into all these terrible things. You know. Well, it's just, I'm trying to think of it because, I mean, I know I was originally brought on as the skeptic, so I can't really approach things from a spiritual level. I'm just trying to think of how else it could manifest in the area. And I'd like to think there's there's some uh, credence to it's in the plant life now. Well, yeah, like I mean, Mark Wahlberg style. There could be uh, like, an, like an Annabelle level haunted item down there or something like just craziness right that's a good possibility i've got annabelle sitting in there and she don't do nothing (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you one of the common things that i was reading about one of the most common i don't want to i won't say it's dangerous but people will get in the lake there and you know how like when you're in water and brush up against somebody else like how it just feels weird like that yeah People will jump in this lake and they'll feel like another human like brush their arm or something. That's just the slime. Which, I mean, it could be a possibility. Yeah, it's possible. So the lake, it it gained reputation for death and suffering. Um, Over the years, over 600 deaths have occurred there. Uh, the deaths come in form of boating accidents, drownings, a fair number of divers who lost their lives, uh, people that's lost control of vehicles only to sink to the depths of the cold, cold waters. Well, I'd, I'd like to see some stats, like when that 600 count started compared to other lakes as far as the danger level. I would too. I think I think it's more about the way it happens than the actual number, honestly. Well, that's fair. just like he said, Michigan was – was the highest it's probably the highest because it's probably it's like one of the biggest right 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 and what's so crazy like like michigan for instance it would have rogue waves this place has rogue waves as well well i can explain that yeah all right so i've experienced rogue waves out on the lake before and what causes a lot of these are the geography of the bottom of the lake if you look at a picture of this lake, like on Google Maps or Earthview or whatever, there are a lot of small islands uh, dotted throughout this lake. And a lot of odd, it's not, 
it's not like a standard lake that you would that you think of lake cumberland or laurel lake that we are familiar with this has a lot of small little islands and what happens on those rogue waves is obviously you being that close to atlanta i'm sure it's covered up in boats you've got all these boats going up and down the lake and casting these odd waves around these islands and these points and stuff and that's what causes these rogue waves more frequently in this lake i think that's possible i'd say i was about 13 or 14 years old we were on cumberland and we were coming around the point uh that you come around from mill springs uh on the lake and it's it's kind of it's a pretty sharp turn we hit a huge like it was probably seven or eight foot rogue wave never hit a wave like that in my life and I was sitting on the front of the boat. We, they had those where it came to a point. They had those little benches you could sit on. Me and this other kid, well, he was about the same age. We like come off of the seats, probably two feet, and bam, come back down. I thought I was going out. Rogue waves are crazy. Like riding on the back of the bus and it has a bump. You remember that? Yeah. Man, I about broke my fucking neck several times when that happened. <laughs> well, you all remember. I'll go ahead. Because we'd put our feet in the seat when it was getting ready to happen and give ourselves a little extra boost. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that the treacherous entryway in, into the old hauler, uh, yeah. that, that was always a, a point that I look forward to on the bus, is being in the back when we go over that. Oh, yeah. Uh, that feeling in your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. It's like getting your first beer when you're... <laughs> I would like to go to this lake and check it out because I bet oh, another good. thing that causes a lot of that is I bet this is one of those lakes that's really deep in the middle. But once you get to the shorelines, it drops off to nothing. Because I noticed they said something about there's parts where you can step out and all of a sudden it'll be a big drop. Like you'd be in like, you know, waist deep water and then all of a sudden a big cliff drop off. That causes waves to do funny things too. Well, yeah, you have to think about the geography, right? The only thing that would be above water now would have been mountains, like, or cliffs or, or whatever, you know? And there's a lot of crazy things that happen, but they say that some of the boats just sink out of nowhere, like it's on calm water and they'll just sink. I actually seen a video, I think you might have sent it to me, where everybody's partying on this dock and it just fucking sinks out of nowhere like and maybe <clears throat> think about so that it's still earth and i i don't know if there's any record of this but i mean you've seen these huge ass sinkholes opening up in people's backyards and stuff yeah imagine if a huge sinkhole opened up in that lake it'd be like a drain effect right yeah but so you it, see that well, it depends on, was that dock, was it like a pontoon dock or a wooden dock? It was a pontoon dock, basically. Hmm, that's weird. It is weird. Um, but a lot of the, the reason that it's so curious is a lot of the drowning cases are odd in the fact that it's usually in calm conditions, close to shoreline, and most were very strong swimmers. Uh, people who actually survived drowning there have told of feelings as if people were grabbing them and pulling them down and they were being held down by unseen hands and the air suddenly just got squeezed out of their lungs like somebody bear hugged them basically 
that is that is drastic temperature change in the water yeah. causes that. Now, the reputation for the accidents and deaths really began in 2011. That's when it started getting a riot, notoriety or whatever. There were 17 people that lost their lives on that lake. Many were due to freak accidents. Um, but in 2012, that's when the real shit hit the fan, basically, because this is when it started getting national coverage. Um, the trend continued with violent deaths and horrific injuries, and it made the national news. The first wave of deaths started on June 28, 2012, when a nine-year-old named Jake Prince and his brother Griffin were soaking up some rays on the pontoon, and then they were struck and killed by a speeding boat. So another boat just hit them. So well, how does how does that happen? Like if you're driving a boat, how do you just drunk. not see a pontoon? Drunk. <laughs> so you think he just passed out on high? <laughs> yep, probably. More than likely. But I couldn't find anything that says the guy was charged with anything. It was a business owner by the name of John uh, Paul Bennett. Did Paul go to jail? Did he die? No, nah, I think he got injured a little bit. He's pretty much fine. Well, then, yeah, he's probably drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, because it's likely to get hurt if you're drunk and loose. Imagine hitting something going that fast, hitting a pontoon. You know he's he's taking off. He probably got slung 50 or 60 feet into the water. For sure. But I don't, I don't, I didn't find anything that said he went to jail. I mean, if he had been drunk and killed somebody on the lake, it'd be the same thing as vehicular manslaughter. I mean, at least at the very least. And they were actually on a pontoon. That's hard to believe that you would miss seeing a pontoon. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, he, he had to have been passed out or something. I could see plowing through a kayak like that. No, <laughs> I mean, no, I had another, tr I had another thought about it too. Like, you know, when you're driving, sometimes the road just kind of disappears from mirages or whatever. No. Or glitches in the matrix. I wouldn't say disappears. I just like the <laughs> road hypnosis thing. Uh, you've never seen where it looks like the road just kind of disappears from a mirage or whenever the matrix. Like, like the heat. Yeah. The heat. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I've never seen water do that, though. I understand, but maybe it's a situation like that, too. Like a mirage or something kind of just blotted it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I disagree with that. So well, I, I like your theory. I agree no. to disagree. <laughs> I mean, what about what about so what if this guy was making a really tight corner turn and the pontoon was just like he didn't have time to slow it down? That could be possible. It depends. I wonder what kind of boat he was driving. I don't know. Because, man, some of these bass boats will oh, fucking fly. Oh. I mean, you're talking like 70 miles an hour, some of these yeah. big house boats. Yeah. That's moving on the water. Yeah. A few weeks later, on uh, July 9, 2012, 11-year-old Kyle Glover, who's the son, which I spell with an E as well, <laughs> soon, who's the soon, who's the son of Usher's ex-wife, Tamika Foster, was struck while he was intertubing. Uh, family, a friend or somebody hit him with a jet ski. Jeez. That's yeah. just people being stupid. Yeah. Telling him and uh, one of his cousins or something, a 15-year-old cousin, was also pretty seriously injured, but the cousin lived. These are some of the more prolific ones that occurred. Um, and it's... It's kind of crazy to think about how, like, just accidents like that happen on lake because 
Laurel Lake's pretty bad for people drown. People drown quite a bit over there, but I've never really well, heard of a boating accident <laughs> death over there. The uh, craziest death in Laurel Lake to me is when the divers went down there and a gravestone fell and killed uh, the diver. I, I knew a guy way back in the, I want to say the 80s. Uh, he was out there at night and didn't have good night vision, didn't know the lake that well, and totally missed a turn and just beached his boat right up on a, a point that came out. Mm. And it about killed him. He's actually a teacher at Law County. I can't remember his name, though. It seems like it'd be stupid to be out there after dark if you didn't know the lake. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I can drive it with my eyes closed that night but apparently he couldn't yeah and you get some of those real low flat line points if you don't know what you're doing you can't you can't see them at all if it's depending on the weather conditions stuff if it's a really dark night no moon clouds if you don't really focus have bad night vision you hit stuff no doubt so do they have the topography of a lot of lakes mapped out i'd, I'd be interested in seeing those oh yeah yeah you can get uh, topography maps uh, through the U.S. Geological Service. Do they have where the logs are and shit? No. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you about, speaking of people getting killed, I fished a lake um, this earlier this year, and we talked to a guy about this kid got killed last, last year or the year before. They hit us. They were cruising pretty fast down the lake at night and hit a stump. And they hit the stump so hard that it threw the motor back up over and prop went down in the kid's shoulder. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So with everything that's happened at the lake, there's one very bizarre incident incident involving a Georgia man by the name of Kelly Nash on January 5th, 2015 at 4 a.m. in the morning. Who gets up at this time? Nash awoke with flu-like symptoms, such as coughing and a sneezing. Nash his girlfriend, Jessica Sexton. No. I'm glad the flu don't exist anymore. Yeah, I'm glad right. it's only gone. <laughs> it is nice. Not that I have to worry about the flu. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Nashla's his girlfriend Jessica Sexton know that he was feeling terrible and he's going to go to the doctor the very next day they went back to bed and around 7.30am Sexton woke up only to find that Nash had disappeared in the middle of the morning because this was between 4.30 and 7.30 but he, he did not take his wallet his car keys or his ID now when Nash didn't come back by the evening time the police were called and they discovered that the only thing missing was a nine millimeter. So nice gun too. I think it might have been a. I think it might have been one like yours. I was trying to find the make and model, but Jericho. Yeah, it was a Jericho. Yep. But anyway, that was the only thing missing, and a massive search ensued with the cops, family, friends, and dogs searching for him. Uh, there was a fifty thousand dollar reward offered. Um, yet there was no information ever received. Nothing was found until, until February 8th, 2015, when a fisherman found Nash's horribly decayed body in Lake Lanier. 
Nash was still wearing his PJs and had one single gunshot wound to his head. So, now, were they close to the lake? Um, to my knowledge, they were not extremely close. Like, it would have been a hike, basically. Um, so, why did Nash decide to apparently at random to go out in the middle of the night and cap himself? And how did he end up in the lake is the main question. Like, because it would have been a hike. So, this means that he would have got up and decided to walk to the lake through the woods and shoot himself in the lake. I feel like that isn't, that isn't on par with how suicides usually go. No, probably not. But, I mean, it could be. He maybe had influenza delirium. That's one thing I thought, too. Like, if he was real bad. That's, sick, a, good, that's a good point. What do you think, Jeremy? How'd he get there? I was just curious about the the decay part. I'm not really, I don't mean to change the subject. I'm not familiar on like the stages of decay, but I'm sure water would play a part. So I was just looking that up while you're all talking. Yeah, decay. It depends on so how, how long of a time frame was it between the time he disappeared and they found him? Um, Let's see, he disappeared on January 5th. A month. It was a month, yeah. A month's way more than enough time for a body to go yeah, especially in a lad. Yeah, with fishes plucking on you and stuff. Because yeah. you have to think, like, even within like a week, you'd be like bloated in the water. Mm-hmm. What blows my mind is, you know, once you get bloated, you're floating. So, like, uh, it blows my mind that it took so long if they were actively searching for him for people to find his body. Not everybody bloats, though, because, like, some see, like, some, like, Creatures go for the softest tissue first, and if they eat through your stomach, you're not going to bloat. He may have little fish bites all over him, and it kept him from bloating up. Yeah. He was perforated. Or or when he did bloat with the small fish bites that were on him, it might cause enough to where it was really thin, and he just popped. I wonder if they found him floating or just, like, washed up. Well, that's what I was going to say. It'd have to be – there'd have – he couldn't have been sunk or a fisherman wouldn't have found him, right? Unless he hooked him. Yeah. Ooh. Could you imagine that? Ah, I got me a Marlin. Oh, no, it's a dead guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> That's awful to think about. Poor guy. Um, it could have very well been delirium, though. I mean, last time I was real bad sick, I... I had a little bit of it, like when I was on death's door. I never was. Yeah. It's been a while back. I get I get sick, but I don't get that bad anymore. One of the most notorious deaths associated with Lake Lanier is part of a alleged ghostly mystery. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, in April of 1958, a young woman who worked at Rivers at Riverside Military Academy by the name of Della Park Young and her friend Susie Roberts headed off to Gables and Dawsonville in Susie's 1954 Ford for a night out. However, the night would be the night they were never saints again. So the investigation that followed their disappearance turned up that they had visited a gas station the night before. And left without paying. And what's that called, Reed? Pumping and peeling. Have you guys ever pumped and peeled? <laughs> Apparently nobody in this crew's ever pumped and peeled before. 
the only clue left at the scene was a set of skid marks that led across the road and seemed to suggest that the car had skidded <laughs> off of the Lanier Bridge on Dawsonville Highway into the lake below, only to sink to the depths and the cold, cold water. That sounds like karma to me if I've ever heard it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, do you think that it's a situation where when they pump and pilled, they just stomped the gas and, like, skidded out and <coughs> regain control? So you're saying, like, the lake was across the road and they just... That's what it says, yeah. The, the skid marks, when they pump and pilled, just straight off the bridge, basically, is what happened. Well, that's karma. That's karma. However, there was no vehicle that could be found. Divers who were brought in to search for the car were unable to locate it due to poor visibility, murky waters, and old tree trunks. It gets funky down there. It gets funky. For 18 months, there was no further clues found, no trace whatsoever, until another fisherman by the name of C.A. Simpson made a discovery that would turn everyone's stomach. From the depths of the lake, a decomposed body floated to the surface. The body assumed to be Della Parker Young. The body was missing two toes from the left foot, and both hands were gone. Like chopped off? No, just missing. Probably popped off. There was no way for a positive identification, so the body was buried in an unmarked grave in the Alta Vista Cemetery, and the case remained a mystery, and that is until November of 1990. What happened in 1990, you may ask? What happened in 1990? Well, they was expanding on the Lanier Bridge, and a construction crew was dredging the bottom in order to set the pillars for the expansion, and during this, they uncovered a rusted hulk of a 1954 Ford. So it was there all the time? It was there the whole time. So here's what I was going to ask. If one of them was trapped inside the car whenever they brought the car to the surface, how did the other body get out of the car? Who knows? That had to be. Mm. Yeah. So like Tully just suggested, there was a body inside the car. And although the body was past identification, there was a purse that was found that had rings and watches and things that proved without doubt it was the it was missing Susie Roberts. So based on that discovery, they decided the original body was who they thought was all along, and so they put her name on the grave. Now the ghost story that spawns from this after the deaths of Bella and Susie, it sparked one of the most persistent and frightening local legends ever. It's said, and quote, that I stole off the internet. It is said that ghostly young, that a ghostly young woman dressed in a blue dress, missing both her hands, can sometimes be seen walking up and down the length of Lanier Bridge. And it's said to be the ghost of Delilah Parker Young. <laughs> Since she had a blue dress on, you know, so it's all natural. Uh, Apparently, this blue dress woman is her because she had a blue dress on. Baby's going dancing in her high heels. And, and of course, she was missing her hands. And apparently, she's just walking up and down this bridge looking for her hands. I left these somewhere. I left these mm. somewhere. The lady of the lake. <laughs> lady of the lake. Isn't that what the other thing was 
the lady of the lake that like tried to abduct children and raise them as their own yeah i think you're right well yeah. what what were we talking about when we were talking about that was the lake where somewhere someplace we've covered a lot of places true it's, it's hard to remember that's very hard to remember <laughs> now there is another ghostly tale i like this one did you read anything about this one i have not now there's been occasional reports of a mysterious raft equipped with a lantern on oh, yeah. a pole i like this one ridden by a shadowy figure that, that uses a pole to push it along a push pole have you ever used a push pole before so this is like some river sticks shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, wouldn't that also be considered a pump and pill? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just recovering from that last one. <laughs> now this this happens when we when you catch him out there pushing his pole along. He allegedly appears and disappears at will. In one particular in one particular story. Two fishermen saw the ghost raft while out on the lake fishing in a rowboat on one cold autumn night around 1 a.m. in the morning. In this case, the mysterious raft was about a half mile away, and in the, and it was estimated that the water it was floating in was about is about 45 feet deep. A half mile away is a long way away on the lake. Yeah, and could you see it's a, a lantern? Freaking ramp. Did you see a lantern that far too? Yeah. In the dead of night, just like a super faint glow, I guess. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to tell that it's a damn raft. No. True. Yet the rider was bizarrely pushing it along with a pole nonetheless, so that was a damn long pole. Well, dude, with that distance, it could have been a paddle. It could have been just a long paddle. You would think so. That is until the figure on the boat shouted something at the two fishermen, then jumped off the damn raft into the freezing water and began to swim like a maniac towards them. Of course, this did what it should have properly done and scared the shit out of them. <laughs> and when they did this, they pulled their lines and they were in a fucking hurry to get out there. And when the fishermen shown their, whenever they yanked out their spotlight to see what was going on, they see no sign of the raft or the mysterious occupant who jumped into the water. And the water was calm as a brain surgeon's hands. So how far away were they again? Said a half mile. If somebody jumped out of a boat and could swim a half a mile to me, <laughs> I'd welcome him with open arms. Well, he didn't make it to them in time they they had time to pull their lines and roll the hell out of there there's on a rowboat i would just be i'd be like man look at him like let's pick this man up and take him to the olympics <laughs> if, if you could swim a half a mile in freezing water what if that's, it was michael that's, phelps training for the olympics <laughs> <laughs> that's his ritual he just goes out there with a lantern on a raft and swims <laughs> half a mile <laughs> dressed like the reaper <laughs> now this story right here and this is the only one about creatures i could find so if you're if anybody's watching and you have more creatures please tell us about them and there's a lot of fishermen involved in all this that seems shady. Well, it is a lake. 
That seems shady. <laughs> That's true. But... All the things we mentioned before is just the tip of the iceberg. That is Lake Lanier. The fishermen have long insisted that there's gigantic catfish in the lake that reportedly reaches the sizes of five to seven feet. Um, now, seven feet is pretty damn big, but yeah, five yeah. is no doubt. I mean, I showed you all that picture of that kid. Yeah, they say that they swallow dogs and attack swimmers and divers. <laughs> oh, I don't believe that shit right there. Apparently, the huge catfish are supposedly keen to the deep waters below Buford Dam. And divers who went down there, and they seen them, and it apparently scares the shit out of them, and they don't want to go back down there. One of the most popular local tales concerning the alleged giant catfish is a truck carrying live chickens was supposedly hurled off of the Tombstone Thompson Bridge in the 1980s and sank to the bottom along with its cargo. And when divers were sent to examine the wreckage, to their horror, they found catfish the size of 12-year-old boys gathered about the sunken truck and engaged in a ravenous feeding frenzy swallowing the chicken's hole. The thing about that is they probably do have seven-foot catfish, but there's well, by the time accounts of Cumberland. Is it the falls? Or? Yeah, there's divers that, that go as close as they can get to the Cumberland Falls diving. Seems gigantic. Catfish. Some of them say that they are the size of a BW bug. Um, and they can fit a whole cock in their mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these things—the ones that come on falls could fucking eat you. Well, so catfish love fish or chickens, and and fish. But by the time the divers would have gotten down there, I'm sure that the, there was a frenzy because the chickens would have been dead a while. Oh, yeah, World sure. record catfish, nearly nine feet long, six hundred forty-six pounds. Whew. A nine-foot long. Of course, now that's a that's a Asian. It's a Mekong giant catfish. But see what the, the biggest like blue channel is. What's the rumor of the ones that's at Cumberland Falls? How big are they? The world record flathead uh, was one hundred and twenty-three pounds. So the rumor that you've heard about the ones at Cumberland Falls, how big are they supposed to be? I've heard that bull crap about them being big as a car. Yeah, I have too. And I believe it. <laughs> right here's a picture of um just because you can't reel that son of a bitch in don't mean they don't they don't live down there. Yeah. Dude, there's been people there's been people reeling fish that big. The size of a car. Right here's a picture of Four guys holding up a catfish, and it goes across the length of their body. Yeah, you know, this way they're all four holding it. I mean, so this right here, when it says strange creatures, and for me to only be able to find this one, that one kind of throws me off because I mean, catfish get big. Well, check this out the biggest alligator ever weighed was in 2014, and it was 15 feet nine inches long and weighed. A thousand pounds, and there are alligators in that lake confirmed. So, do you think that the alligators are snatching people up? It's very possible. All you have to do is be standing on the wrong bank at the wrong time, and they they can pop off, dude. Yeah, so you ever, you ever seen the uh in the Sahara when the crocodiles, the wildebeest go across the river? And yeah, they just get snatched up. 
they it's when they're going down to drinking just like somebody like let's say you caught a fish and was reeling it in you bend down to pick the fish up you get got i'd like to see a fucking alligator try me now (laughs) (laughs) whip his fucking ass So, I don't know. I don't think I would go swimming in Lake Lanier. I probably would. Fuck it. Two tears in a bucket. That's a dang. It's a dangerous lake. Just the geography of it, the all the sunken stuff, and it's just I don't know. Well, Laurel Lake's just as dangerous. Hell, you can catch flesh-eating disease there like that. People go swimming every day, or but, you know, you can get like. Oh, uh, e. coli. coli down at the yeah. damn beach. You know, it's it's funny. I heard all of my life, like obviously this is in southeastern Kentucky for anybody listening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, heard all of my life that scorpions were at Laurel Lake, and I'm like, there's no way. I've never seen one. So here's the thing. I've seen. I went with a group of friends. And we were building a little fire on one of the banks, very close to Holly Bay Marina. And I turned over a rock because we were making a circle, like a rock circle to put the the fire in. Turned over a rock. And with my own eyes, saw a scorpion, but it was tiny. It was like this. It was a black scorpion. And we kind of boxed it in for a minute just so we all saw it so that we could corroborate the story. And then it just walked off. Are you sure it wasn't a mutated crawdad? It was 1,000% a scorpion. Another thing um, Laurel Lake has is fucking jellyfish. Yeah, I've seen those. Why? Why? (laughs) Just a a freshwater species of jellyfish. There's there's jellyfish in, um, what's the drinking lake in London? Woods Creek. There's jellyfish there, too. I've seen... uh, somebody who we all know pull one out a mason jar oh so here's the craziest things i've ever seen at Laurel lake saw a snake that was probably 15 feet long swimming across the lake huge it was probably that big around in the middle at its widest point huge (laughs) and the spookiest thing i ever saw was we go we're going up in this creek and it's, you know, getting pretty shallow. And it's like something out of uh, Apocalypse Now. There, were, Somebody had stuck sticks in the ground and put plastic baby doll heads <laughs> on them. <laughs> and I was like, we're not going up in there. <laughs> Turn that sucker around. Well, so snakes shed their skin. So maybe the snake was doing a pump and pill. <laughs> maybe the guy who's with me says let's catch it and i was like fuck you so what do you guys think is going on at like living here personally well either way my thalassophobia is justified uh, i don't do large bodies of water i think I mean, there's a lot of, lot of, (laughs) a lot of dark stuff went on there. And I don't think that places shed their energy just because you cover them up with water. I don't think that it's, I mean, I'm sure a lot of the stuff has reasonable explanations, but just like 
all the stories with Native American burial grounds and stuff like that. You had all those Native Americans die. It it could just be postured for certain people who aren't respecting certain things. Like maybe maybe bad things are just prone to happen. Yeah, it could be. Do you have a thought? I I think a lot of the boating and swimming and drowning accidents are due to the fact that there are a lot. If you've been on been on a lake recently, people are idiots. Yeah. Um, I well, th- yeah. The the boating accidents uh, I don't think is related to that. I think some of the ghost stuff and uh, that. I mean, that's I kind of agree with Foreman on that. Mm-hmm. Got the bad juju from covered up indian burial grounds because i mean that was their home all right so what i think have you ever watched that episode of Kurama when uh, lana is the new alana is what, they what's took, the show they took alana and like removed futurama future oh. they took alana and moved it to the ocean and it sank and everybody turned into mermaids I think when they flooded this town, there was a group of people that did not want to move, and they hyper-evolved into mermaids. And they're the ones that's pulling people under. There's your crazy Uncle Dave. <laughs> how do you how do you hyper-evolve if you're dead? Well, um, in that episode, it was from the Coca-Cola factory. <laughs> um, in this one, I think it would have been the moonshine. <laughs> Hey, Coca-Cola's uh, world headquarters is in Atlanta. Maybe it's the Coca-Cola conspiracy. It could be the Coca-Cola conspiracy. Got those ley lines through that Coke company. Yeah, and then, then all the seepage went into this area. Seepage. That's <laughs> <such a gross laughs> word. And uh, it's almost as bad as scrumptious. Uh, <laughs> that one doesn't hit as hard. No, no. I hate that word, dude. Moist. Oh, goddamn. But... <laughs> here's here's something we didn't talk about in the beginning maybe like a final thought this why would like Jerry Springer <laughs> why would the the army corpse randomly decide let's take this city damn it up and make it a lake why would they decide to take this city and just one day we're gonna cover this whole thing up with water. Like, was it that bad? Like, was the history that bad that they're just like, okay, no, um, it's just like the reason they build any other man-made lake. It's a water reservoir and flooding. But they don't be... they don't drink out of it though. They do. Yeah, it's yeah, the, it's a uh, big water supply for uh, Atlanta. They do. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a big water reservoir. And, and well, what threw me off is most most water reservoirs like that, you're not allowed to swim in. Yeah. Well, like uh, where we're from, Beach Creek, Beach Creek Lake. The my dad said when he was a kid, the flooding in Clay County was ridiculous. Like you know how it floods real bad in Onita sometimes. And he said that you he said that Onita would basically be almost completely underwater at points. Until they built that dam, as to control the flooding, <laughs> and for drinking water, and for all the bodies that the politicians buried out there before they filled it full. So this happened to me one time um, on Laurel Lake. Um, 
we were fishing right near the intakes because it's a good trout fishing spot. Uh, and they turned the uh, water, we started running water through the dam. And we knew they were going to do it because they, they blow this big loud horn. You know, there's a siren goes off. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had to, we were close enough to where it sucked the anchor <laughs> up against the, <laughs> it sucked drew anchor. the anchor up against the pipes, you know, sucked it in. <laughs> and it was so strong, I couldn't pull away with the big motor on my boat. And I had to cut the line. Damn. Shit. So it's it's a powerful suction. God, that'd be yeah, awful. Terrible way to go out. Well, that's the end of Lake Lanier <laughs> for you. And um, <laughs> so we got some uh, nice plugs for you. Um, go check out everything at Weird Realities. Uh, Wolfman Curry and his crew have done some stuff with some merchandising. Go check them out. Um, you can go to Weird Realities with a Y, W Y R D on Twitter, and their link tree is all there. Yeah. And you can get their merchandise, which they sent, which we got some pretty dope merchandise from them. Um, yeah, somebody asked me bubble. about my shirt. I had it on the other day. Yeah. And I said it's good. Lots of books. Yeah. Lots they're, of books. Oh, they're all God. authors. Um, anything from from fantasy to zombies. Ellen Gamboa has a few. Uh, Hadley's got four, three or four out now. She's got the Scott tab- Baker. Scott's got a few out. You know they're putting, they're pumping out numbers, man. And they're all good books. And uh, check out NotCollarsProductions.com for our good friend Lauren Smith. Um, Not Collars Bigfoot Radio, all things uh, Bigfoot. She interviews the big hitters, the people from. History Channel, Discovery Channel, anybody that you see knowledgeable on Bigfoot or if you're interested in uh, cryptids in general, check out her stuff. And we've got links to everybody else that we're affiliated with that we've had on the show in the description. So many guests. Below. So many guests. So many awesome people. Unexplained Scotland. Unexplained Scotland. Um, Durban Paranormal. Yeah, Durban Paranormal. There's a bunch. Jesus, there's more you shake a stick at. <laughs> We're looking for more all the time. So if you want to be a guest, reach out to us through Twitter. Uh, email us at bipolar underscore teddy bear dot. Told you. Come. Come and yeah. go. <laughs> popped up. I saw it on my watch. I was like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, you can find us at uh, bitshoot.com. Wearing the folk. Twitter. Wearing the folk, uh, Spotify. Guess what it's called? Wearing the folk. Wearing the folk. Anywhere you listen to audio only. Yeah, anywhere you listen to audio only, you can find other audio sources through anchor.fm slash wearing the folk. And we're always curious to know where the folk you are. So if you want to come on, please let us know. And thank you for watching us because we're watching you.
Now, when the lake was built by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, or Corps, <laughs> Army Corps of Engineers, <laughs> Corps. We're getting well, let's, 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 let's be honest. It, it actually says U.S. Army Cops. <laughs> it does. It fucked me up. So the investigation that followed their disappearance turned up that they had visited a gas station that night, and they left without paying. What a dirty deed that is. They pumped and peeled. They pumped and peeled. Have you ever pumped and peeled? <laughs> <laughs> That's what led to the tragic clacking incident. pumping and peeling. The only clue left at the scene, though, was a set of skid marks across the road that skidded across oh, the road. Oh, it gave me skid marks. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Which seemed to suggest that the car had skidded off of Lanyard Bridge on Dawsonville Highway <laughs> into the light below. <laughs> I've destroyed this segment, man.